man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside Gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code NEXT for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code NEXT. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code NEXT. That's N-E-X-T. Welcome to the Jarjur Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sound Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjur. And I'm George Jarjur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you fill in my baseline, fill in my fill in my baseline, you fill in my baseline, you fill in, you fill in my baseline. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching that being said. With George, happy birthday, and Sammy Jarjur, um, welcome in. This is episode 257 of Sant Live, your Halloween edition, um, crazy sports week. We have World Series, we have NFL trade deadline, we have NBA kicking up now, we have freaking NFL in general, we have NCAA, we have the NCAA um, uh, College Football Playoff Committee, first show this, this afternoon, a lot of things going on. Um, we got the Halloween set. We got a birthday set. We got the balloons for George. We got the Halloween for the week um, just to celebrate. And everybody that's watching right now, stay tuned because a special birthday surprise is coming within the next 10 minutes. So stay tuned and welcome into episode 257 of That Being Said with George and Sam Georgeur on Sant Live Network. And it is a sports radio redefined. I like that new saying. You like that? I do. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. And we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for joining us. Or I should say, spooky Everett, Washington. Thank you for joining us today on this beautiful Halloween. Um, I am George Georgeur. And thank you for watching us, whether it's on Facebook.com slash Sound Live or our personal Periscopes. I'm at G. Georgeur. He's Georgeur Sammy. As you said, episode 257. And that's the exact age I turned today because I'm a vampire. 57. 257. 257. Oh, I like that. Um, George is not 90. He's not 257 either. Don't worry. He's not that old. Um, but happy birthday. You never know. I was born on Halloween. That's true. Yeah, I'm a Plus, vampire. He might be a vampire. Or a werewolf, knowing the amount of uh, back hair I have. And um, <laughs> I'm not here to talk about back hair. So, um, But... It's also, uh, we're in the state that, um, what movie was made? What was it called? The famous one. 
Oh, Twilight. Twilight. We Twilight. are in the state where Twilight was filmed, so there's that. Yes. Um, George, there is a lot going on in sports. We have Game 6 of the Astros and Dodgers today in the World Series. Okay. Do you want to open with that or the NFL trades? That's a good question. Um, let's open up some NFL trades. Let's open some NFL trades. We have NFL trades. We're both going to give our top 10s on this show. We did it on our personal shows, but I haven't heard his full top 10. He hasn't heard my full NFL top 10, our power rankings. So we're going to do that as well. Um, I, I, I titled this NFL trade deadline Gone Wild um, as a uh, tribute to Girls Gone Wild on your birthday, George's favorite DVD. Uh, I own <laughs> volume one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> not seven, not one. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. But seven. Maybe not eight. Seven. How many volumes? George will give you an oral history of Girls Gone Wild anytime. Yeah, I know nothing about Girls Gone Wild. I actually uh, don't uh, support Girls Gone Wild. Wow. That's a lie. So uh, we'll I mean, be giving that, our top ten. This model failed pretty quickly there, huh? Girls Going Wild. Free stuff on the internet. Yeah, that that just that didn't work out for yeah, them. I guess they're not buying those DVDs anymore. So we're gonna give our top ten. Um, we're gonna talk about these NFL trades and the NFL trade deadline going wild. And of course, we're gonna mention our um, um, we're gonna mention our uh, uh, the World Series game that's going on tonight. So we'll get on to all that. Let me just start with our comments, and we'll talk about this trade deadline. Before we before we get to the comments, uh, Bleacher Report just reported last the Bengals and Browns were you know doing the AJ McCarron trade. And the reason the trade didn't go through was the Browns did the most Browns thing possible, and they did not call the league office in time. Is that serious? Yeah, I just got a bleacher report on this. Um, shout out to the Browns. Just, just being all time everything. All-time classic dumpster fire that still hasn't figured it out, and I'm a big fan of that. Me too. Um, I mean, I just, like, it shouldn't be too hard to actually, like, go ahead and, like, call the office in time. At all. No. no. Okay. Um, so we got a couple co- a couple comments I want to go through. We have a uh, Sammy Michael saying happy George, happy birthday George, little one twenty. Hell yeah, the youngin. Thomas says happy birthday George. Keith Overton says happy birthday George. Thank um, you guys, really appreciate it. Thomas said nice birthday balloons. That's courtesy of me. That's courtesy of Sammy Jorjor. I walked in uh, to the studio and Sammy goes, "Don't walk in." I'm like, "All right, well, don't embarrass me on the show." And then. Two minutes later, I walked in and there were balloons. We haven't even started yet. Um, El Mutro said, happy birthday, George. Thank you, El Mutro. And he said, uh, scary costume, guys. Well, not, we're not much of costume people, but... I have a horse mask over there. I did. I'm going to make you wear that soon. Um, just wait. When the surprise happens, George is going to be wearing that. Um, but... Can't really see El Mutro. That's a bad made, badly made mask because you, mask, you want to be able to like at least walk straight. You can't even see. You can't see. It's not a good mask. Um, but I did decorate Halloween version of Sound Life Studio, and it's gonna stay this way through the week. You know, when Thanksgiving comes through, we'll have some, some, uh, some decorations there. And Christmas, I'm sorry if you don't celebrate Christmas, but we do. So I'm doing Christmas or holiday decorations. That's a better way to put it. Um, and Keith Overton made a great comment that will transition us into actually talking about sports, which is Seattle made a great t- trade, much needed. They really did. Uh, they. Look, the only weakness the Seattle Seahawks had was their offensive line. They were great in um, good, too great in every single other aspect on their team. Great defensive line, great linebacking core, great secondary, great quarterback, great not great receivers, but good receivers who have been playing pretty great. And 
The only thing that they're missing is a great offensive line, and now they have a great offensive line. Min, man, I guess is the best way to say that. Left tackle, and that will immediately upgrade our running game as well. Yeah, and uh, one thing I feel like that's been kind of part of the national media right now is talking about how Russell Wilson has been, you know, is really some people are really starting to notice his eliteness as a quarterback. Yeah. And that's something I'm noticing is even as a Seattle Seahawks fan, a guy who is, I mean, I bought a Russell Wilson. Well, I got, I asked for Russell Wilson Jersey, um, uh, for my birthday, his rookie season. So I was a believer from the get go, but I've always kind of thought he was part of the system. And now I'm starting to see that with no run game, no elite receivers, we do have an elite tight end technically who hasn't been shown as an elite tight end, but now we're using him as one showcase as one, but But he obviously is, um, not that many elite receivers, literally probably the, Top five worst O-line in football. And Russell Wilson has been showing out. He's been a top three quarterback all season. He's on pace for 4,400 passing yards, which would be a career high. Um, great touchdown to interception ratio. And now I think we might see an even better version of Russell Wilson with probably getting a top five player in a top five position in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dwayne Brown. It's huge for the Seahawks. We might see at least... 50 rushing yards once in a while from our run game. I mean, I think the Seahawks had uh, 32 rushing yards, and 30 of them were Russell Wilson last weekend. Two of them were from the running backs. So um, good things are coming. Um, And I'm really excited to see what Russell Wilson is going to do with now maybe the first good old lineman he's had since his first or second year when we had a good – we had a good uh, center and Max Unger, right? Other than that, we haven't, he hasn't really had a good old line. So I'm really excited to see it and to see Russell Wilson take another step. Yeah, uh, I mean, you just give the guy some more time in the pocket and all of a sudden you'll see what he can really do. I mean, he's been putting up numbers that are, you know, very, very impressive without the offensive line. And now with the offensive line, you can only expect the numbers to go up even further. Um, but it, it begs me to ask that question. Are the Seahawks now overall the best team in the NFL. I'm not saying are they playing the best right now? Do they have the best record? Will they end up with the best record? But overall, I mean, this team had only one weakness, which was their offensive line. Having a left tackle, I mean, can carry your offensive line from a bad unit to an average unit very quickly just by having adding one offensive lineman. So is this making them the best team in the National Football League? I'll give you this. I do not have them as my number one in my power rankings, right? right. One thing I did say on my show is that my power rankings weren't in um, correspondence of after trades. Mm-hmm. Mine were like mine were more of like at play f- since this last weekend. Okay. Um, but this is one thing I will say: the two teams ahead of the Seahawks that I have, which we'll get to. Um, one of them, uh, I don't know if it's going to be. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a much of a change because I don't think they've lost anything, but. One of the other top two, who we all know is probably Philadelphia, mm-hmm. losing one of their top linemen. I think they're going to slowly drop down. I know they got JGI, and a lot of people are excited about that. Um, I'm not – I don't think Miami should have let him go, first of all. Secondly, I don't think he's going to make that big of a difference for Philadelphia. First of all, they have LeGarrette Blunt, And when you lose one of your top linemen, that's a big part of what – makes running backs good as much as people, especially when it's not a running back like Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Adrian Peterson. Some of those guys, yeah, maybe they can make things happen. Marshawn Lynch could make something happen with a battle line in his young days. But you got a guy like J.H.I. If he's not succeeding in Miami, I don't know how much more he's going to succeed in Philadelphia. 
Yeah, I'm not sure either. And um, Devin said my mic is a little bit low. I don't know why. I'm going to high up the decibels on that. Let me know if, that, if you guys can hear me a little bit better now. Um, my decibels are – your decibels were at zero, and they said they can hear you very well. Mine was also at zero, and it doesn't seem like it was working. But I think right now it should be uh, kind of upped up a little bit. Um I mean, without further ado, Sammy, do you think we should go ahead and give us give out our top tens? Yeah, let's just mention those other top trades for a second. Okay, we do know I that have a lot to say about every one of these trades because they're all important. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, Kelvin Benjamin going to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are actually a team that are in my top ten as well, mm-hmm. which we'll get to um, here shortly. If you guys want to hear this top ten, just like two or three more minutes, we'll get to it. Um, I have the Bills in there, and I think it's a big move. I know they gave up Sammy Watkins already this year, and they're already playing well. Now they bring him in a good receiver, a good young receiver. Not going to make leaps and miles of a difference. No. But I think it's a good trade for the Bills, and it gives Tyrod Taylor a little more talent. They have a lot of offensive talent. Their defense is playing well. I think they're well coached. We said that from the beginning. They're a team that's going to win some games because they're just they, they looked put together to start the year. They have an identity. Yeah. And that's let's let's force turnovers and let's not turn over the ball. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, look, uh, in my opinion, turnovers are very random. Um, but not turning over, like forcing turnovers is random. Exactly. But not turning over the ball is not random. Because so, Tyrod Taylor doesn't take risks. He does dump a lot of dump-offs, a lot of safe passes, and he doesn't fumble the ball. And I expect him to stay like that. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a very serviceable starting quarterback in the National Football League. And he's the type of guy that's not going to turn over the ball. So I hope that really continues for them, I mean, if as long as I mean, I think they have the highest turnover uh, differential in the NFL. I think at plus twelve, I believe is what it is. And if at plus twelve, look, usually most teams hover around zero, one, two, three. I don't expect them to stay at plus twelve the whole entire season. But if they continue to take care of a ball and Tyrod Taylor continues not to turn over the ball. I could really see the Buffalo Bills continuing to have success, but it's all going to start at the quarterback position and taking care of a football, and that's the team's identity. Take care of a football, be stingy on defense, and be a really, really um, hard-nosed. And, I, I mean, if I could describe the Buffalo Birds, the Buffalo Birds, the Buffalo Bills in one word, I'd describe that word as stingy. They're a stingy-ass team. They don't give up too many points, and they also don't give up the ball. Yeah, uh, I I agree with all that. And I, I mean, in football, yeah, that might not be um, not might not be a like a good way to win a Super Bowl. Kind of just like a stingy team that's not going to make too many of those giant plays, too many risks, mm-hmm. not giving up too much, but also not making too many of those big Completely plays. Is no agree. risk. But that's a team that can make the playoffs, and we could see a. A Buffalo Bills drought, you know, ending, which would be, I think, fun for the league. I think it would be fun for the league. I actually don't expect it. I know they play the Patriots two more times, uh, and I think they have a couple of tough games left remaining on their schedule. I'm going to actually pull up their schedule here in one second. If I can find where the Buffalo Bills are, there they are. Um, I mean, after this week, this is where it gets tough, and that's why I think the Buffalo Bills will not make the playoffs, and I kind of expect a free fall. At the Jets, who have been playing a lot better, they should win that game. I think they're a better football team, though. Yeah. But then they play the Saints, at the Chargers, at the Chiefs, Patriots, Colts, Dolphins, at Patriots. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of tough games there. I don't expect them to beat the Saints or win it at L.A. or win at Arrowhead or beat the Patriots. Okay, I could agree with most of that. But at the same time, if they are as as clean of a team as we're talking about, it's one of those teams that maybe without that big risk but without giving up too much, mm-hmm. they could sneak a win or two in those games. And that's when we're really going to find out anyways if True. the Bills are legit or not. Um, I, I've been as confused putting they've been in and out of my top 10 this year and I've been too. confused like are the bills good and they've continually showed me more of a yes answer than a no but obviously as time goes we're going to keep finding out more and more if that's a true answer or not and I'm excited to find out actually yeah well perfect Sammy um, a couple comments to go through yeah why don't you put yourself on the screen here while you go through the comments and uh, I'm going to do the same thing you just did a moment ago. Okay. I like it. All right. Um, so we have um, El Mutro saying, you guys think Zeke is out for good now? I think it is official. The judge is not allowing him to at all appeal anymore. Is that correct, George? Right? No. I mean, he, there are, is a legal process that he could actually go through and come back and play this year. I just don't believe that um, the Cowboys want to risk having him back for three or four more games and then getting suspended again. And then yeah. now all of a sudden he's at, he's if they make a playoff push, he's out for the playoffs. So they're kind of having to play it strategically here to the point where it's like, okay, well, we've kind of pushed this as far out as possible. We're what, going into week eight now? I think week eight, yeah. Week eight. So yeah. if the state takes another three weeks, we do not Maybe want week him nine. out for the playoffs. Seahawks have a bye, right? They've had a bye. And they're five and two, so I mean, we're going in week nine. Week nine, maybe. Yeah, I I have no idea. But yeah, it's just the point is they do not want to risk it at this moment. Yeah, I don't think they want to risk it anymore. Thomas Bright said, I like the receivers. And uh, Keith Everton agreed. He said, Doug Baldwin is better than Graham, in my opinion. So people feel like I'm giving a little slight to the Seahawks receivers when I was talking about Russell Wilson. I can agree and disagree. I actually like Doug Baldwin a lot. I just don't think he's, he hasn't had like a Julio Jones, a Antonio Brown, a even a, a Randy Moss. Like, you know, like a lot of these other top quarterbacks have had that guy. I wouldn't say Doug Baldwin's in that top five receiver range. He's maybe right. a top 15. So that's what I'm trying to say when he doesn't have elite receivers. But he, he, I, he, I would say Doug Baldwin's pretty good. Paul Richardson's playing all right now. Um, well, Paul Richardson had a, the best game of his career last game. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's something you're going to continue to have. But, I mean, it was a great sign for that receiving court. I agree with that. Um, Devin said, happy birthday, bro. Thank you very much, Devin. Appreciate it. Uh, Omar said Texans and Miami took an L, L today. Yeah, I agree. I think neither one of those teams got anything worth in return for what they gave up. Um, Devin agrees. Miami took a big L. Omar says the toss-up between Philly and Seattle for the Super Bowl ring. I strongly agree. I actually think Seattle now is the most talented and has the best chance of winning it all. Um, really happy with what, the, what they've done. Yeah, I mean, I think Seattle's definitely up there as one of the favorites to win a Super Bowl ring. I mean, I think according to Vegas odds, I think they have Seattle 1, Pittsburgh 2. I'm mean, sorry, it's New England 1, Pittsburgh 2, Seattle 3, and then Philly 4th in the Las Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. Um, that doesn't mean necessarily that that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I'd have to put Seattle as now the favorite in the NFC over Philadelphia, only due to the fact that they have the experience as well. Having Russell Wilson in there uh, instead of Carson Wentz, who's only you know in his second year. I know Russell Wilson went to the Super Bowl his third year as a quarterback and won it, or is the second year? Third, I think. Yeah. Third season he won the um, Super Bowl, 
But it doesn't mean that it's very hard as a young quarterback to go and win a Super Bowl or even get to the Super Bowl. So I expect the Eagles to continue playing well. I just expect Seattle to be the favorite coming out of the NFC now that they've shored up that offensive line and they're going to give Russell Wilson some protection, give Russell Wilson some time to throw, and give Russell Wilson some you know sense of safety and having a little bit of a safety net to drop back and pass, pass without having to run for his life each and every time he drops back. I agree with that all. I mean, I'm really excited just to see everything about that, and it, it, it's going to be a great. It's going to be great for the Seahawks, I believe. Um, last but not least, while I finish off the last of your birthday celebrations, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put the camera on your face. Okay. I'm going to have you discuss why you think the Patriots finally gave up Jimmy Garoppolo, especially after seemingly not wanting to give him up for much the whole time, and now giving him up for a second round pick. Does this mean Tom Brady is, um, you know, in for a long time, or is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady packing it in, saying, you know, let's just try to win for the next couple of years, and I'm, we're both out? Um, what do you think it is? And give the people the explanation, and then we're gonna do your last birthday celebration and go on to our top ten. All right. Well, my explanation on why the Patriots, in my opinion, have given up on given up Jimmy Garoppolo, not necessarily given up on Jimmy Garoppolo, is because, one, I think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady now are... Look, I, I used to think that Bill Belichick was going to be the type of guy who says, it's okay, after Tom Brady retires, I'm going to use Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm going to show the world that it's not just about Tom Brady. I can win with or without Tom Brady. But I think as time has passed and Bill Belichick knows his legacy, knows who he is as a football coach and how great he has been, he knows that his success in large part is due to Tom Brady and Tom Brady's success is in a large part due to Bill Belichick. So I think they're going to be tied at the hip now, tied together as you know, a package deal for the rest of their career, kind of like a... I mean, you know, uh, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana situation to where, you know, they are together in it as the two, you know, quarterback coach combo. And I think Bill Belichick knows that. So um, I think he did the 49ers a favor. He didn't want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo also to the AFC. I don't think he deliberately did them a favor. But um, it, w it wasn't by surprise that he traded him to an NFC team. You see Bill Belichick trading guys to division rivals, to Cleveland, to Oakland in the past with Philip Seymour, uh, the Houston Texans with Brian Hoyer, uh, Ryan Mallett he also traded to the Houston Texans. This is the first time he's actually uh, – Jacoby Brissett to the Indianapolis Colts. This is the first time I've seen Bill Belichick you know, err on the side of caution, and instead he trades his – the you know perceived star quarterback of the future over to the um, to a to the other conference, so he doesn't have to come back to bite him, and he'll never have to play him again. And it uh, looks like Sammy's ready to embarrass me here after I made one of my best points I think I've ever made here on Soft Live. I think Bill Belichick is not trying to make sure that um, you know Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be in the AFC. And I think he's ready to just cement his legacy and tie his legacy to Tom Brady. It's a Brady-Belichick reign in New England. And once Brady's gone, Belichick's going to be gone too. Once Belichick gone, Brady's going to be gone as well. No need to hold on to him. Thank you, Sammy. All right. It is George's uh, 30th birthday. And uh, we have to celebrate with a uh, white chocolate raspberry Bunt cake. 
Thank you so much, Sammy. All right. Did I just can't blow it out now? You got to blow it out now. All right. Hey, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. We'll eat it after. Um, this morning, went ahead and found you a white chocolate <laughs> raspberry bunt cake. Um, Appreciate it, my man. Really you know, do. That seemed like the best flavor that they had. I had to find something um, small. And Dane's had great song choice as well, so I'm glad that somebody else appreciated the song choice. Um, happy birthday to George. And uh, we can get on to sports for the rest of the time. I just have to do that as well. Well, thank you very much, man. I really, I really appreciate it. I appreciate everyone in the comments saying happy birthday to me. Um, 30 years old now, um, and it's fantastic. I feel 18 still. I can run probably better than I did when I was 18 because I was 240 pounds when I was 18, and I'm not 240 pounds anymore. Well, 235, but, you know. God bless not being 200 and whatever pounds you were. I know. Um, so uh, I did. I, hear, I heard your whole point about Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots, and yeah. I liked it. I agree with it. <clears throat> Ooh, I agree with it all. Um, let's go through the comments and do our top 10. Let's do it. Dane Archer says, when you have a good run game and defense, you can have a QP to, QB that does that. And that's definitely in the um, – that's with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. Speaking, right? yeah. um, Devin says, toss up between Patriots to LOL. Y'all act like Bill and Brady retired already. That's true. I think those are the three teams. And the yeah. Steelers are there. I don't like the team for some reason, but they're there. I think – I mean, the Patriots, man – I mean, I, I've I've been. I mean, you'll see where they are in my power rankings. Uh, I haven't wavered all season, even when they were one and two. I said, "Calm down." Always calm down, right? You yeah. got to calm down when they're when they're at that point. Um, Devin said, "Omar, or no, Dane said, George bringing back the long sleeve jean shirt." You know, man. Look, I know I'm a trendsetter, but it's gonna be really hard for the long sleeve jean t-shirt to come back and actually it's kind of back in style already it is everything's in style nowadays to be honest like anything you do if you do anything that's not in style you're technically doing in style you know what i'm saying like no, I know exactly oh that's not normal yeah i mean it's in style um omar said omar oh devin said omar said something earlier that i thought was interesting dot 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 luck is done george be nice be nice it's his birthday um <laughs> ty boone says go gators who ty boone Go Gators. What are they going to do for a head coach? Are they going to get Chip Kelly? I think they're going for Chip Kelly or John Gruden's probably the only Tennessee kind of guy. He could fit there. Let's see. No, no. He could fit anywhere. John Gruden can fit anywhere, but the only place he has actual ties to. His kids went to Tennessee, right? His kids went to Tennessee. His wife went to Tennessee, and he started his head coaching career as a graduate assistant or his football coaching career as a graduate assistant at Tennessee. So I don't think John Gruden comes back unless it's to Tennessee. Chip Kelly at Florida would be one of the only things I think that could get the SEC a little bit nervous. Okay, I believe that. Um, or Dan Mullen from Mississippi State. Johnny said, Seahawks killed it, Bills killed it, Sam Fran all made good moves. Absolutely. I agree. I, honestly, interesting thing about this, um, about this uh, trade deadline, yeah. I feel like all the teams that every – there was a winner and loser in every trade. Now, here's, here's a question for right? you. Do you agree, though? I do, but here's a question for you. This, what does this trade mean for Kirk Cousins? That he's going to be the quarterback of either the Redskins or he's going to end up being the quarterback of the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars or he's going to be the quarterback of the 
Cleveland Browns if they give them fucking 160 million. How about <laughs> one team that no one is really mentioning too much on Kirk Cousin front? If you know uh, the Redskins decline to sign him uh, to a long-term deal, it's the Denver Broncos. Wow, I didn't even consider that. They are literally a three wins better right now if they had a quarterback. Yeah, and I, mean, I haven't heard anyone actually mention that, but I could really see. Now, it, it depends on what John Elway really thinks of Kirk Cousins, because John Elway he's very specific with his consideration of quarterback. Yeah, he's very specific, and I haven't heard anyone say that. But I would I would keep an eye out on that as Kirk Cousins as the next quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Now I think Jacksonville's I think Redskins are the favorite to keep him, then Jacksonville, then Denver. But it's just something to keep in consideration. I like that. Thank I actually really like it. Devin said I think they did Jimmy a favor. Jimmy has his own team now. They yeah. kind of did do him a favor. Uh, Johnny says, "Gee, happy birthday, bro." Thank you, my man. Uh, Thomas says, "Does Brady hit a cliff?" Eventually, every all-time great is going to hit a cliff. But Tom Brady has not shown any signs of decline. I, I, he just it's he's gotten better. <laughs> it's like it's he's the best quarterback in football right well, now. Well, yeah, he's the best quarterback right now in football after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You can make an argument even with Aaron Rodgers in there he was the best quarterback in football. Statistically he was. Statistically he was um I mean you can say they surround him with with the right weapons, but his weapons have been dropping like flies. Tom Brady is doing something no man has ever done before, and that's getting better at the age of 40 rather than declining at the age of 40. So, yeah, I believe he's going to drop off a cliff at some point in his career because I all data and all history has shown us that. But when? I mean, when is it going to happen for Tom Brady? Yeah, like that's the big question is when is it all going to happen? Um Omar says Garoppolo is not that good. Patriots always does this with the QBs. Patriots just running a game or just running games. He is trash. Honestly, I wouldn't be that shocked if he turns out to be not that good. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not gonna go out and say he's trash. I don't know what he is. I have no idea. Jimmy Garoppolo could be the second coming of Joe Montana, or he could be the second coming of uh, uh what was that guy's name from Philadelphia that everyone wanted to trade for? Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb. Yeah. Or he could be the next Kevin Cobb. Or the next or he could be just very mediocre and be Tyrod I mean doesn't play anything like Tyrod Taylor, but just be the eighteenth best quarterback in the NFL. I have no idea what Jimmy Garoppolo is. But the fact that the Patriots held on to him for so long shows me that at least if I trust the Patriots staff, if they wanted to keep him around for that long, they must have seen something in him that yeah. is going to give me indication of future success. But then, I mean, it, it, a quarter, look, I have this thing with quarterbacks. Is if you're a quarterback, there's only a handful of quarterbacks in this in this world that can carry a team by themselves. The Brady, the Rodgers, whether you guys like it or not, the Andrew Lux, Russell the Russell Wilsons, the Ben Roethlisberger's, Drew Brees. the Drew Brees. Like that's it. That's it. Everyone else is a, a product of a system. I mean, you can't – you throw Carson Wentz in Cleveland right now, Carson Wentz is probably not 7-1 and one in putting up amazing numbers. I agree. So I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. But you have to take a risk on him, a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? Hell yeah. See, I, I don't know what he is either. I'm just – if I was the Niners, I wouldn't have done it. I personally keep losing, take one of the young guns. We know as much about Jimmy Garoppolo as we do of Sam Darnold at USC. Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> but maybe they know that maybe they see something in Sam Darnold they don't like, or maybe the reports are true and Sam Darnold's not coming out. 
Like maybe, and then they don't really like Rosen or uh, Josh Allen. I I don't know the whole situation, but if I if I can take a risk with a second round pick, and it could it could turn into my franchise quarterback, I'm I'm trading my second round pick for the for the risk that it could be my franchise quarterback. Okay, I agree with that, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback. To be honest, yeah. I truly do think he's going to be out, like around the top ten quarterback. Around, I don't know. I'm not going to predict he's a top five. So I don't know, but I think he's going to be good. But my thing is. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's subpar, yes, and can win you five games, six games a year alone, that stunts your regrowth. True, but here's that's the only that's the only big concern in my eyes. I was thinking about this, and you're probably like, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but today on sports radio they put out a question: Who was the last backup quarterback in the league that like everyone's like, oh, this is the next big guy, he's gonna be great, and then they traded. And he actually turned out to be good. Kevin Cobb, no. Uh, Matt Flynn, Matt no. Flynn, no. Who was the last guy? And it took me a long time to figure out who it was, and I just actually figured it out right here on the show, right now. Let's see if you can think. The last backup quarterback who actually got traded to become a starter somewhere else and succeeded. Are we talking like a long time ago or It's recent? been a pretty long time. I, I, I couldn't think of one. So I'm not, I probably won't think about it. I, I mean, he, he's close to home. Close to home. Yeah. So he was a Seahawk. He was a Seahawk. That got Warren Moon? No, no. he wasn't a backup. He was... He... Matt Hasselbeck was a backup for Brett Favre at Green Bay. Oh, yeah. We traded for Matt Hasselbeck. He turned out to be and good. And he turned out to be good. Other than that, I cannot remember. And if in the comments, help us out. Do you remember a backup quarterback that was a backup in the league, got traded to a new team to become the starter and actually succeeded? You had Kevin Cobb. We, you had uh, Matt Flynn, as Sammy said. And... You had uh, Brian Hoyer. Okay, but there's some good points in the comments right now that I'm seeing. I won't read them yet. Yeah. There were some that weren't traded. That There were good backups. Though. Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah, was no, a backup. No, no, Tom I'm, Brady I'm was about, a backup. I'm talking about traded. Like these guys, like the organization that had them were like, yeah, I'm going to trade them to you guys to become the starter. Um, Devin says Drew Brees. Was he a backup on the Chargers when he got traded? No, he was a starter on the Chargers. I mean, he didn't sign as a free agent because they – got Philip Rivers and he had an injured shoulder. He wasn't a backup though. Brett Favre was kind of a backup in in, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And then okay. the quarterback got hurt so he got a chance to play and then he got benched again and then traded. So also Brett Favre. Okay, but how long ago? Right? That I was mean, before Matt Hasselbeck. I mean yeah. other than Matt Hasselbeck, I can't remember the last guy who got traded. I can't either. Yeah. That's good. That's a good point. I like that. Um All right. Devin says, Bill and Brady probably wanted the best for Jimmy. They didn't want to just keep him on the bench. He says, Jimmy's not trash. Dane said, happy birthday. Devin said, ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Dane. Uh, Omar said, we won't know till he plays. That's true. Devin says, hey, it's your birthday. Then Omar said, happy yeah. birthday. And Dane said, great song choice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Devin you. said, my girlfriend says she knows where you got that cake. She helps with her online ordering. Um, well, it's Everything Bunt Cakes. That's the name of the company, Everything Bunt Cakes. Um, so if that's the company, you're right. Um Dane said the dirty 30. It's nice ain't, and dirty. Ain't nothing dirty about it, baby. Thomas said maybe Chris Peterson will go to Florida. George is going to say no. Thomas, he, well, he, did you watch my show today? No. Okay. Um, you're going to. No offense. It's okay. <laughs> I was busy getting you a bunt cake. It's okay. But I went off on my little tangents that I usually go off on. First of all, I don't think Chris Peterson is going to Florida because I don't think they're going to offer him enough money to go to Florida. I think you're. Here's my thing. When people say. I'm doing it. Like Nick Saban. 
Oh, Nick Saban will never leave Tuscaloosa. He loves it here. His wife has a big house and a big gate, and she loves the community. They he, knock on. They he, knock on. He his, still hasn't left. I know, but they knock on his door. Ten million? No. Fifteen million? No. Twenty million a year? Okay. Like, there's a number. There's always a number to get someone to leave their job and go somewhere else. Nick Saban is the head coach at Alabama. If Texas went and offered him twenty-five million a year, he'd, he'd probably go. go. He'd probably go he to Texas. Go to, uh, Bad program for a lot of money, maybe. No, if the Colts went knocking on their door, his door tomorrow, and said, "Hey, you want to come back to the NFL?" No, ten million. No, fifteen. No, twenty million. You're the GM. You're the coach. And when you retire, we're going to give you part ownership of a team. He'll say yes. There's always a okay, number. Okay, but that's an extreme. Like with part ownership of the team and the GM. Like I'm just saying, there's always a number to make someone do something. All right, I agree. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I mean, I. There's so many jobs in this world that I probably wouldn't want to do. And if somebody offered me enough money, I'd probably do it for a year or two for the salary. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to mention what, remember what Clay Travis said. Yeah, he said, I do gay porn for $20 million a year. He said, I wouldn't like it, but I do gay porn. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. I wouldn't do that. But there is a number for everybody exactly. to do something. I mean, there is some shitty jobs I would do for a certain number, um, as long as it's not like killing me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Dane said, more importantly, what team have cap space to sign Cousins? Good question. Good, I don't but, know. But the NFL, you can maneuver your cap space. Yeah, you, they'll figure it out. These guys are so good at it. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have no Blake Bortles next year. Because unless Blake Bortles gets injured, his, he, they have to either cut him or pay him $18 million next year. And let me tell you what they're not doing. They're not paying Blake Bortles $18 million Unless they're, they want to be the classic Jags. Blake Bortles will have to restructure his contract or go somewhere else for... Yeah, they're not signing him. They're not signing Um Then Omar said, I'm with Sammy. He goes to the Jags. Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to the Jags. I'd love Kirk Cousins in Jacksonville. You know why he's going to the Jags, probably? I think they would offer more money than Denver, mm-hmm. strategically, because they know Denver's going to be a little stingy on that. And honestly, I think the Jags have a better future with Kirk Cousins than Denver would have a future with. Kirk, their defense is so They're, young. Both defenses are really good defenses. Okay, but we're talking young talent on Jacksonville, young talented receivers on Jacksonville, and maybe the first or second most talented young running back after Ezekiel Elliott is Leonard Fournette. And maybe the two ugliest jerseys in all of football. I like the Jags jerseys. So I, I only like that. their all black jerseys. I love. I hate jerseys. Denver's jerseys. William says, "Yo, yo, 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 yo." And we have What's Mirna up, saying happy birthday, George. Thank you, Mirna. Appreciate um, it. Omar said, and the Watsons, the greats, when you were saying the only team is people that can carry a team. Um, I'm not going to put Deshaun Watson in the great category That's yet. That's what but I he, said, too. He's a 7th to 10th best quarterback. He's but, not in the top five yet. But he's fantastic, and he's playing some really good football. And he, could he become a great quarterback? Absolutely. He's a lot more Russell Wilson-ish than Dak Prescott is Russell Wilson-ish. Yeah, I agree with that. I have to think about that for a second. Devin said, Jimmy is going to be great. Watch something is telling me he's going to be elite. I always predict stuff on QBs, and it happens. I called RG3's injury when it had the breakout game, his second game, and I said he was going to get a career-ending injury. And you did say we were going to be talking about Deshaun Watson a lot. Me and George were like, no, we're not. Yeah, He did say that. He did. I've given him credit on my show, absolutely, and uh, credits, what did they say, where credit's due? Yeah. Give credit where credit's due. due. Yeah. Um, Omar said, does Jimmy start now with the Niners? Great question. Uh, they said he's not going to be starting this week, but possibly the week after. Yeah, you might as well get him going They already now. announced that, yeah. Dane said Matt Hasselbeck. I called it. Boom. He did call it before Before you said I wrote it. that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, 
I'm not looking at the comments. Devin so. said, Watson, Wentz, and Jimmy will be the new era elites. And Devin said, Drew Brees. William said, Rodgers was a backup. But we were talking about, like, traded. You know who I want to be the three most elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Or mm. four? Watson, Wentz, Wilson, Winston. Yeah, nobody's talking you, about Winston you, right you now. You know why? What? W's? W's, yeah. <laughs> they, all they do is win, 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 win. Except for Jameis. He's the only one of them not winning right now. I don't want to talk about it. I'm so disappointed. Like, I feel, like, betrayed. At you left moment. out luck. I'm just, I was making a <laughs> joke with the WWWW. Omar said it was backwards, but the Niners traded Smith and stuck with Cap. It was a bad trade. It all went south. Yeah, they, it's true. I mean, that team could have been good for a couple more years if they kept Alex Smith. I know he's not elite elite, but he's a phenomenal above average. Does that back. count? What? Alex Smith? Going from San Francisco to to uh, wow. Kansas City. Yeah, your argument is rebutted now. He was a backup for four nights. He lost his job. He, he was he a backup. He lost his job, but he wasn't but he like was, a Everyone knew he was a starting quarterback in the NFL. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It could count. Like, we all say we know Jimmy Garoppolo's a starting quarterback, but do we actually know? No. Because he's never been a starting quarterback yeah, in the NFL. So we don't know. And we know that Alex Smith took him to an AFC, NFC championship game. I agree with that. Yep. Um, and Devin said, yep, everything bunt cakes. He said, Rodgers was already on the Packers, I thought. He was. Drew Brees was on the charge, and they sent him to New Orleans. Wilson is a lead, in my opinion. Honestly, the most underrated quarterback. I did see something on Colin Cowherd's show that I, I like to mention, is that his numbers are identical to Steve Young's, but better, with better completion percentage, better touchdown-interception ratio, better rushing Right, well, as of right now. Wow. Steve Young was a good rushing quarterback. But I think Russell's going to always have a little bit of a – like a little sticker on his name that says like, okay, but one because of defense, even though now it's starting to transition to, he's really starting to carry the football team. Yeah. I think people are starting to know Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. He's probably, I mean, easily top five quarterback and you make an argument, top three quarterback in the NFL today. I think he's the second best quarterback. If with Rogers hurt to Tom Brady, um, I think he finishes top three in the MVP voting. If it ends today, I mean, I have him as one, but, I have Brady as one, him as two, Wentz as three. All right, George. Sammy. Now, we are going to do our NFL top 10 teams. And I'm going to start us off here with a team that I did not have in my power rankings last week. But they are in my power rankings this week. And at 10, I have the Dallas Cowboys. And the reasons I have the Dallas Cowboys, I've had them in and out of the top 10. I said they were going to have a struggling year. Um, and I just didn't know if it was going to be something that was a uh, very just. I just didn't know with Ezekiel Elliott with the rest of the team how is it going to work out. Um, I have them at ten, but they're one of the teams that I see dropping down possibly after next week. Um, once Ezekiel Elliott is out and they start to struggle a little bit, I see them dropping out of my top ten. But as of right now, I still see them as a top ten team. Dak's done a good job, and this team in general has done a good job of staying afloat in the playoff standings. Not too sold on them this year in general, but I do see them continuing to stay around my top 10, but I think they'll fall out with Ezekiel Elliott out. Um, that's where I have the Cowboys at 10. George, what do you got at number 10? I got a tie for 10th place. Uh, do I have to choose one? You can tell me both, but tell me who's your 10th after you tell me both. I got the Vikings and Texans tied at 10. And for reasons, the Vikings, I think, are going to kind of go on a free fall here. They have a really tough schedule coming up. 
But the Texans, what I saw out of them, I can't. I had them ten last week. I couldn't really punish them for what they did against Seattle. I could punish the coaching staff for that decision they made on third down, but I can't really punish them. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a very, very, very good quarterback. And I think uh, if I had to make a choice, who I think by the end of the year is going to be the tenth team, Vikings or Texans, I'll take the Texans. So I'll have the Texans at ten if that's if I have to choose. Uh, I mean, I just wanted to know. Who you had a little bit over. So you have the Texans a little bit over. A little bit over. You have them pretty much tied. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I mean, I I, I have the Vikings a lot higher than you do, obviously, and I do not have the Texans, so you have them higher. But the Texans, if we're going to be talking about ties here, they were the team that I had next up to the, to the Cowboys. I just gave the Cowboys the benefit of doubt for getting a win. You know, they stay up there, okay. and Cowboys, for, for Texans taking a loss, even though it's against a team that I think is probably the most talented team in the, in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with um, I'm go with the Cowboys at 10. All right, who do All we right. got at 9? So, my number 9 team, they have dropped five spots since my last power ranking, but they did not drop five spots because of a loss. They actually won this week. Um, but I have the Panthers at 9. The Panthers have been a very up-and-down team to me. They've... You know, they have no solid run game. Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey has turned out to be what his dad was in the NFL, a receiver. He's been, every time he gets hit, he goes down, but he's a great receiving running back. Um, I think he's purely a receiver in all aspects of the term now. Um, so the run game has been a little off. They took a really early pick on that. Cam Newton, as George would say, is a front runner. He's been very up and down with the different with how the team's emotions are going. If things are going good, everyone acts like he's a great quarterback and he acts like he's a team leader. When things are bad, he gets depressed and he gets all moody and he doesn't talk to media. I just think they're emotionally unstable of a team. And with Luke Keekley coming in and out because of injuries all the time, it obviously affects their defense. That's why I have the Panthers all the way down at nine after really thinking about it. But I'm going to keep them in the top 10 because they are probably one of the best 10 teams in the NFL right now. Well, that's fair enough, Sammy. Uh, I got at number nine, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, look, like I said earlier, I don't want to talk too much about the Bills because I w- basically went on a five-minute, uh, what you call it, a rant about the Bills earlier in the show. But, hey, man, they're stingy on defense. They don't turn over the ball. They have an identity, and that's, you know, smash-mouth football. We're going to run the ball. We're not going to turn it over, and we're going to try to force you guys into mistakes. So far, it's worked. Uh, they still got the Saints on their schedule, the Chiefs on the schedule, and the Patriots twice on their schedule. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, especially after this Kelvin Benjamin trade, if they remain up there. But I have the Bills at 9. I like that. I like the Bills at 9. I think, uh, you know, they obviously have cemented themselves as a team that, should be a top 10 team, as crazy as that does sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the Bills there at 9. All I, right. I like that. Um, also, let me know. If there's a team I say that you don't have in your top 10, let me know if like you didn't have you have the I Cowboys. I do not right? have the Panthers in my top 10. At all? At all. You know they're like at the top of the NFC. I, it doesn't matter to me. Wow. So you have the Texans over the Panthers? Yep. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, for me, now... At eight, down one spot only, um, but I think a team that we're going to see a lot of highs and lows from this year. We have, I feel like some weeks we're saying they're great. Some weeks we're saying like, okay, they're one or two years away. Who do you think that team is? The Rams. The Los Angeles Rams. I have the Los Angeles Rams at eight, down one spot. Um, I put a different team ahead of them who you'll find out here soon. But I just have very, very differentiating thoughts on them. I think they're one year away from being 
one year away from like a Super Bowl. They're one year away from being a playoff team and then one year away from being a Super Bowl team. Um, talented running back, young one. Talented quarterback, young. Talented coach, young. Um, made moves for a good O-line, good defense, good young receivers. So they have the formula to get up there pretty soon, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a little bit of time. Cool. I'm going to actually give you my eight and seventh best teams because I want to kind of go uh, with what I, what you said about the Rams was perfect, and I have a similar spot but not the same. I have the Cowboys at eight. Uh, look, they're – I like the Cowboys this year for reasons I didn't think I'd like the Cowboys. I like their their front seven. I like how Dak's playing. Their offensive line has taken a step back, but it's a very, still a very, very good offensive line. I would have had them higher all the way up to five if I knew what's going on with Zeke Elliott and if their backup running backs are going to be able to shoulder the load that Zeke Elliott was able to shoulder. But we'll find out there. So I have them at eight now, and I have the Rams at seven. Uh, look, they're five and two. They're a very good football team. I was gonna have them at six, which is where I had them last week. I moved them down a spot, which is not fair since they didn't even play this week. But uh, I liked what I saw from this the sixth best team, who I still don't trust, and you'll find out who they are soon. But yeah, the Rams at seven. Um, like you said, hey, they're dynamic. I think they're built fantastically for the future. I think they're a year away from being a Super Bowl contender, but they're definitely a playoff team. So the Rams at seven. All right, so we're, we're pretty similar with, other than the Texans there, we're pretty similar with Rams, Cowboys. I have Panthers, you have Texans. Yep. Um, and who was the other team you mentioned? The Cowboys at eight. Do your 10 against 10. Vikings nine. 10, Bills oh, Vikings. 9, Cowboys 8, Rams 7, and then now you're on your 7. Okay, and the other similar one that I'm, I'm mentioning here, which is going to be quick, is the Bills. I didn't have them in my top 10 last week, George, mm-hmm. but uh, this week I... I'm putting them at seven. I think they are a little better than the Cowboys right now, okay. especially with Zeke's suspension. I think they're a little better than the Panthers because of the Panthers' emotional problems. And I think they're a little closer than the Rams. I think they're both just kind of those teams. They're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. But um, I think they're a little closer than the Rams. Probably just because I, I just see their, them being a little more consistent in general. And, and I know um, they're not going to make mistakes at quarterback where – Jared Goff might make mistakes at quarterback as a young quarterback. Tyrod Taylor's not even going to take the chance to make the mistake. So I just ha- I trust them a little more. That's why I have the Bills at seven. Um, and then at six, uh, not moving from last week, I have the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Um, I think they they won a game without Drew Brees throwing a touchdown for the first time in like, God four, knows like six years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so they, they – I mean, I think that Adrian Peterson trade really changed that team emotionally. Um, their defense is playing better than usual, and at, at any time if their defense doesn't play bad, we know they if it doesn't play good, we know they have a quarterback and coach and Drew Brees and Sean Payton that's gonna get them points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have the Saints at six, and I have the Steelers at six. I still don't trust this team. Uh, they just Ben Roethlisberger has been playing better, just still doesn't look right. I don't like the media situation out of his team. They don't seem buttoned up, and that's the only reason I have them at six and not any higher. Look, the Steelers are good; they're going to be there every year. But when it comes when shit hits the fan, and there's media attention and all that, I just don't think Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin are on the same exact page as a quarterback and head coach, and that kind of kind of has me pump the brakes on them for a moment. So I have the Steelers at six. Interesting. Um, I uh, I have the Steelers a little higher. I'll give you my 
my two now then yeah. um i have the vikings at five moving up wow. three spots um this would be the, probably the first time i'd put a team like the vikings as high with a quarterback i don't trust losing the running back but whatever it is they're winning games and they're gonna, i think they're going to keep winning games um and if they that, can, the NFC North is wide open for them. It's wide open. If they can get Sam Bradford healthy by the end of the year and one or two playoffs games with a guy like Sam Bradford, it's a lot better than what they're dealing with now. And it's all going to, I think, be a positive situation for that Vikings team. So I have them at five. I'm a little high, and I don't trust them to stay there, but I'm just being honest at what I see them at right now in the NFL. And then right above them, uh, moving up six spots for me, actually. I had them at 10th last week, is the Steelers. Do you have them at uh, four? Yeah, at four. Okay. I don't like this team. I've said this many times. I don't trust them. Feel. don't like them. Um, our, I, first of all, I don't think, like you said, I don't think Big Ben and um, the coach are in sync. We have Martavius Bryant trying to say he's better than everyone and should have his spot, while that same week you have their next up receiver outplay whatever Bryant's done the whole year. And so it's just kind of a clusterfuck right now for this team um but i i mean i just look at the standings you look at the numbers they're right there as a top five team so i can't really put them anywhere else so i put them at four okay cool and on my fifth spot i have the chiefs uh look kansas city has done fantastically 16-2 with a murderous schedule and that schedule has not done them any favors and they've been playing teams like denver on monday night last night which it's kind of funny. After a Monday Night Football game, we're barely even talking about it. We're not even mentioning it. But um, that team had their you know, uh, backs to the wall, and they gave them their best shot, and Kansas City was able to take it. Alex Smith is playing very good. They have a run game. They have a good defense, and they're coached well. And then at four, Sam, you have the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this New Orleans wow. Saints team is for real. Um, they're playing similar to that team that won the Super Bowl where they forced turnovers, the, and their defense is – not the best, but they bend and don't break. And Drew Brees is playing well. The offense is clicking on all similar, on all cylinders, and they got uh, good running game, good receivers. Overall, I just love how the New Orleans Saints play. Yeah, I'm. I actually, I, I like that. I like how they play too, and it's, it's kind of shocking. We saw the way they started off this year. In the last four years, I think I read you that stat that they won one game in September. Uh, in September, in the yeah. last like four years, and they've kind of just kicked it up a notch and gotten better absolutely um it's pretty crazy um and i like it so at three a team that i think is the best team in the nfl i have the seattle seahawks um I I, before you keep spots. going i'm just gonna tell you whatever you're about to say i'm about to say the same thing and i also have them at three okay they're at three we'll just move on on this one fast we've talked about the seahawks a lot today yeah um the o-line movement change is going to move them up to number one, I think. And there's going to be no difference on that defense losing Jeremy Lane. And I have no problem giving up those draft picks because they're in a win-now mode. I think right. one of the things I, was, I, I wrote in the question here today was which teams made win-now moves and which teams are building for the future. You can kind of see which teams did each one. Right. Seahawks made the most ultimate win-now move. Absolutely. And uh, they know with Aaron Rodgers out, this is the window. We can win now. We can win this year again. We can get that second ring for right. Russell this year. All it's going to take is a little more protection. That's all they needed left. And guess what they got? Protection. A little more protection. Absolutely. Um, I like it. And at two, I have the Chiefs. Um, I know you had the Chiefs. Um, oh, I did skip a team. I made a mistake. Okay, I was going to say, uh, there's uh, some teams that you're missing here. No, I know. I have. The, I had the Patriots, but I had accidentally crossed out and put a different team, and I forgot to replace the Patriots. Okay, so your 10th team is not your 10th team, but it's okay. No, so 
realistically, drop my Cowboys out, and uh, I'd have four of the Patriots, and then so the Steelers at five and bump everyone okay. down. Okay, no, four sense. of the Patriots, three of the Seahawks, two of the Chiefs, um, and then one at the Eagles. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty obvious it's the Eagles. You put the Eagles there, and the reason I still have the Chiefs at number two, they beat that Eagles team. I think that Eagles team was number one. Um, and the Eagles only losses to the Chiefs. That's why I can't put the Seahawks ahead of them yet. But I think if we watch the Seahawks this week start dominating and have a better offensive line, Russell Wilson gets one more second, a quarter of a second more. Yep. It's going to make a huge yeah, difference. Lethal. And uh, they'll move ahead of him. And the Eagles have lost their best O-lineman probably. Um, and so I'm going to see it even out. Um, really, who I – these are my power rankings based off of kind of like what I – see with like the numbers and with standings if i had to really say though who i think the four best teams in football right now are i wouldn't even have the steelers in there i'd actually just have eagles and seahawks and nfc and patriots and chiefs in the afc and i think those are the four teams right now and then i would say next up would be the steelers and the saints Mm -hmm. each each side to be super bowl contenders but right now i really see it as eagles and seahawks chiefs and patriots as who's going to really push for that super bowl spot fantastically i have the eagles at two uh they're really good still i mean two is not a bad number uh, i i don't like that they lost their starting left tackle that's why i moved them from number one and number one i have the new england patriots look we keep saying that defense can't play good defense last two weeks seven points to matt ryan 13 points to philip rivers and company the team is figured out something on defense they're bending they're not breaking um, and overall, I mean, you got Tom Brady. They have the number one overall offense in the NFL and a defense that seems like they're starting to click a little bit. And now I have I'm looking at it a little differently than Sammy. I kind of putting him in tiers. I have tier one. These are the three teams I think are heads and shoulders above the league are the Pats, Eagles, Seahawks. Uh, then I have tier two, which is the Saints, Chiefs, Steelers. And then after that, I have the, the next tier, which is the Rams, Cowboys, Bills, Vikings, Texans, Panthers outside of that. Like, I have those are my tiers. One thing I have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, you you can't tell me the Chiefs aren't in that first tier. There's no, there's not a statistic. There's not a game on the schedule. There's not one thing you can say that's not for two of the teams that you have in there, Mm -hmm. right? The Eagles have one loss. And who's that loss to? The Chiefs. And the Patriots have two losses, right? Yep. And who's one of those losses to? The Chiefs. In resounding fashion. Yeah, and but they're the both Chiefs. were very week one and week two in this season. I think as the season is being progressed and all that, I could be totally wrong, but I this is what I foresee. They just won in Denver, an in-division opponent. And you know Denver's record in the beginning, the, in, in Denver in the last, like, what was that stat in the last 20 years? They have like an 80% winning percentage in the last 20 years in Denver. I don't trust them. The Kansas, they're more trustable than the Eagles. They're better coached than the Eagles. They, the quarterback situation, Carson Wentz is a better long-term quarterback than Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're probably pretty even, and Alex Smith has playoff Fair experience. Um, better running back on the Chiefs. Probably a better all-around defense is the Chiefs, even without Eric Berry. Um, and just in general, and better coach. You look at the coaching, Doug Peterson to Andy Reid. The right. Chiefs are in that one tier. Yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing anyone could tell me to say that if the Eagles are in the one tier, the Chiefs aren't. And this this Chiefs team is more talented roster-wise than the Patriots and have the um, have probably one of the best three or four coaches in the NFL. Not saying I trust them, but if you're going to say not having them in that tier is a trust thing, then you're going to have to say that 
that uh, that tier is just the Seahawks and Patriots because you can trust those teams, but you can't tell me you trust the Eagles and you don't trust the, the Chiefs. This is the George George tier of trust, and uh, if you want to be in the circle of trust, you have to have uh, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, or Tom Brady, and Alex Smith is not in my thing. So you're putting Carson Wentz in the trust I theory. trust him. I trust the guy. I don't know why. I trust the guy. You know who I trust? Who? Alex Smith more than Carson Wentz because Go guess ahead what? and trust him. What happened to Carson Wentz last year? He was a this rookie. This exact same thing, and then the season slowly started. Yeah, and it could happen again, but right now I trust him. And I saw Ruby Elowar said, happy birthday, George. Thank you very much. William asked, didn't KC start like this last year? Yes, they did. Yes, they start like this every year because they're extremely talented. They're just not a perfect team, but they're very well coached. And um, the Eagles started like this last year as well. Absolutely. And they fell off. Worse than Kansas City fell oh, off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if you're just looking at a trust meter factor, you know. It's my circle of trust. No, it's, we're talking trust meters. <laughs> the meter should be at the same level. But, that's you know. That's, you know. You know. You know. Um, you know. Devin said, yes, William. I think they went 10-0 before they lost. Maybe that was the season before. That was the season before where yeah. they went 10-0. Last year, they were, I think, just like a normal. Like, they were good. Yeah, they were good, but they were normal. Um, Thomas said, George is too trustworthy. Known fact. And Devin says, George looks trustworthy. So trust what I say here and put all your money on the George Patriots. Has, the George is trustworthy. He has trouble lying. Um, yeah. Our family can't. Our, our, he can't lie to the family. We can tell when he's lying. So exactly. he is trustworthy. Um, if anyone in the family is the sneaky one, it'd probably be me. Not saying I'm sneaky, but I was gonna say. But would you hide? I guess George is trustworthy enough. It's his birthday. I'll give it to him. I guess the Chiefs are not in the trust meter. I don't trust Alex Smith. I do. I know. You All right. Um, we got we got a little bit of time left. Let's talk the World Series before we sign off. Yeah, let's just talk World Series baseball. Uh, big game tonight. Um, and my question to the people watching and to the crowd, to the fans, to all the supporters, are you going to be trick-or-treating or are you going to be getting a real treat and watching Game 6 of a World Series? Or George, are you going to be doing both? Answer that. I'm not going to be trick-or-treating. You might have to. Okay. We have a kid coming tonight that wants oh, yeah, to go trick-or-treating. Right. So George might be trick-or-treating. But there is this lovely new invention in this world called an iPhone. And they have apps called Fox Sports Go. All right. And if you have cable, you know what you can do with Fox Sports Go, George? What's that? You can go to I mean, let's, not, let's not plug Fox. Screw that. No, Fox didn't do anything to me. They played the World Series for me. I like Fox. All right. I'm not um, you can go to Fox Sports Go app and stream the game there. Cool. And so um, I think a lot of parents, though, do have this dilemma of in the West Coast. Like, in the East Coast. What time do we go trick-or-treating? What time do we get done? Am I going to catch the game or not? It's kind of a tough dilemma. I love tough dilemmas in life, and this is not too tough of a dilemma. Look, if you're on the East Coast, go trick-or-treating, come home at 8.30, miss the first two innings of a game. Oh, this is not even an issue in the East Coast. Yeah, in the West Coast, go trick-or-treating early, finish by 6.30, and watch the second half of a game. Uh, And if you have kids, I mean, I don't know. Make sure they eat a lot of candy and fall asleep early. And don't scare them too much. Be safe. Have good costumes. Enjoy your life. I don't know. Watch baseball. This game This game is exciting. They should not put it on the same day as Halloween. Ah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's on Halloween. Um, Who wins tonight? You know, I, I just have a feeling 
that it's going to be the Dodgers. I, I, the series is so good that I think it's going to go seven. And I, I kind of see, you know, the Astros were able to score on Kershaw. Playoff baseball is different sometimes. And I, I know Verlander's on the mound, but it doesn't tell me. That's not telling me that, like, oh, it's over for the Dodgers. You know, like, they're at home, game six, on Halloween. Like, it is, like, at the stadium, it's probably going to be a cool experience. On Halloween, game six in L.A., mm-hmm. They're going to get some hits off Verlander. They're going to score some runs. Puig's going to hit a home run or Seager or one of the young guys are going to hit a home run, excite the crowd and get them going, and they'll close this game out. Now, the interesting thing is if they do, I saw on ESPN that the projected starter for game seven is you, Darvish. Really? Well, do they right. stick to that or do they pitch Kershaw? They pitch Kershaw. And uh, just just for everyone out there, does anyone actually like instant coffee? Like I just took a sip of instant coffee. It's so damn sour. I don't like instant coffee, and I continue to drink instant coffee at times. But I do it, and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Like, why? Why do I drink instant coffee? And do you guys like instant coffee? Are you asking me? I'm asking everyone watching. I like, don't like instant coffee, no. God, it's gross. Uh, you got to buy the right brands, bro. Ugh. It's all about brands. You got you to gotta always make sure you got the right stuff. So you didn't answer anything I said about the World Series. Yeah, do I they know. go with Kershaw or do they go with Darvish? You got to go with Kershaw. I, fuck the analytics. Fuck what they say. Mm. That's not analytics. That's um, that's that analytics. Pitch, no, that's pitch counts. That's yeah, that's what than, I mean. That's different than analytics. Like that's literally. I don't know analytics for baseball, but like he threw this many pitches and pitched three days ago. That's not analytics. That's like classic baseball, like. Sure. Like that's forget pitch the count. pitch count. If it's Game Seven of a World Series. I don't care if he can only go three innings or four innings or two innings. You start the game of Kershaw at home. You get the crowd electric. You get the crowd pumped up. And you give the ball to Clayton Kershaw. And he proves himself to be the best pitcher of our generation by going out there on three days rest and just putting an end to the Astros. And if he can't do that and he can't pitch, that's on Clayton Kershaw. He needs to demand the ball. And tell his manager and tell him, you either ride with me or you die with me. And that's it. So, Jeremy Lane is not involved in the trade for the Seahawks. What? Jeremy Lane failed his physical for, for the Texans. So, cornerback Jeremy Lane fails physical for Texans in Dwayne Brown trade. Seahawks add a 2018 third rounder. Mm-hmm. And Houston will throw in a fifth rounder. And the trade will be finalized. That must be awkward for Jeremy Lane to kind of like walk back into the into the locker. So wait, if he fails a physical, like what what does that mean though? Like what's wrong with him? I don't know. Is that but like is he come back to the team now? That's where I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, so he failed the physical, so we added a third rounder. I mean, I don't care. We can add whatever rounders. We got an offensive lineman, but like how do you, I don't understand what that means when you fail a physical? Sometimes. Me either. Like interesting. William King says, "So do Magic Johnson attend? Does Magic John attend the Lakers game tonight?" Or the Dodgers game tonight. He definitely attends the Dodgers game tonight. I don't know. He was at the Lakers game, like game one of the World Series. He has to attend the Dodgers game tonight. I mean, that's way more. Look, game five of a regular season, six, whatever it is, versus game six of a World Series. He's L.A. I mean, Badger Johnson is the representative of L.A. sports. Representative. Representative of L.A. sports. He better be there. Um, And you know what? He's probably, I mean, the game's at five. And the Lakers games at seven, probably do both. Um, but remember, he is a um, part owner of the Dodgers. Yeah, part owner of the Dodgers. He's the GM 
of the Lakers. Like that's a or not the GM, the president. president. Okay, that's more important than being the co-owner. I don't know. I bet you he's at the Dodgers game. I guess we'll find out. We will. All right, that's all I got for today. That's all you got? Yep. You got nothing else? I got nothing else. All right. Um, well, I want to say thank you again for the uh, nothing bunt cake. Yeah, nothing bunt cake. We'll try it out right here after white chocolate raspberry. For yeah, you. definitely try some of it. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the comments today. Uh, I hope you guys have a safe Halloween. Uh, don't eat too much candy. If you have kids, make sure they're safe. Uh, if you're giving out candy, don't give out any fucking bullshit. Give out real candy to the kids because they deserve it. Like there's Straight nothing up. worse than when you go in trick or treating and they give you what's the little fucking ones, small ones. I hate that shit. The Halloween size candy. No, the one with like it's bl- has black wrapper on it and it's like tootsie rolls. Yeah, fuck the tootsie rolls. Don't give out any tootsie rolls. Give out Smarties. Give out Reese's cups. Give out M and M bags. It's okay if they're mini, but tootsie rolls suck. I really don't like tootsie rolls. I'm sorry to all the Tootsie Roll fans out there, but just don't give out too many Tootsie Rolls tonight. And you know what? No apples. Like, kids don't want apples. I'm telling you right now. If you're knocking on your door and you're giving them an apple, you know what they're saying? Fuck those guys. Don't give apples. Don't give fruits. Give out real candy. Or toothbrushes. Some bitches give toothbrushes these days. Don't I'm give bi- out toothbrushes. I'm not saying bitches like a woman. Just bitches. Like if I gave out toothbrushes, I'm a And bitch. I know apples are healthy and I shouldn't be promoting unhealthy eating. Let's do it for the kids. It's a one day a year. Forget being healthy. The rest of the year be healthy. But give those f- people what they want. Straight up. And, uh, of course, William says, go Cowboys, go KD. He says, right. go Pacers tomorrow because guess who the Pacers are playing. I'm going to guess the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. And uh, I think even as LeBron's bodyguard, um, I think the non-bodyguard to, to my left here would agree that it's not time to panic if you're, if you're a Cavs fan. Absolutely not time to panic. But um, um, And Omar said he'll be at the Dodgers game to see them lose. Today, history will remember Kings. Astros take history today. By the way, did anyone see LeBron James's Halloween costume? Yeah, it was scary. It was Holy hella sh- good, though. It was really good, really scary, and if a six foot seven Pennywise or six foot eight, however tall you want to say LeBron is, Pennywise walked up to me, I would just, I'd be scared. I would also. And uh, William King says twelfth seed. I'm gonna go with they'll probably be somewhere in the top four. <laughs> What's something we haven't really discussed too much? The Boston Celtics are playing really good. Yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll be okay. Yeah, I'm, they're playing a lot better than I expected them to play without Gordon Hayward. I am, t- me too. But um, they're not going to make the finals. I don't think so either. Gonna, no. Um, yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, that Omar's comment said Clowney had an inmate costume at the Texas party. Did you see that? Yeah. But he I did. said it wasn't a shot at the owner. I, at least, honestly, first of all, this some people already have a inmate costume. Like a lot of people are like jail costume so like yeah. he might have had that plan before the guy even said that i think so and i respect him for at least like not trying to cause more drama and be like yeah it is a shot done i'm glad that he just said like no it's not like, yeah but it's not like javet javet i can't even pronounce his first name javet javion clowny javion 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 clowny could have like been like oh i can't go buy another costume i already bought this costume he has enough money to go we get a different costume I wouldn't care. That just shows that he probably didn't take too much of that comment. Some people Possibly. did, some people didn't. That's why Dwayne Brown was the one of the reasons they traded him was because he wasn't happy. That's not what they said. People are asking if that's the question. That's yeah. not the question. The reason is because they didn't want to pay him. That's what Adam Schefter said, uh, which okay. is probably true. 
Probably they, true. Yeah. They've had political problems. DeAndre Hopkins walked out of practice. Practice. They're not true. Sure. They didn't trade him. Um, uh, all right. Episode 257. Awesome. Of Salt Live. Happy birthday, George. Thank Happy you. Halloween. Stay safe. Go get ready to watch the World Series. Go get ready to take your kids where you got to take them. Um, and uh, stay cool. Everybody. Yep. And we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sound Life Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for watching, whether it's on Facebook.com slash Sound Life or on our personal periscopes. I'm at G. Georgeur. He's at Georgeur Sammy. And Sammy, can they download our podcast? It's on iTunes. So go to iTunes and type in Sound Live or on SoundCloud and type in Sound Live. And you will get our podcast where if you miss our show, you can listen to it afterwards. Um, and I'd appreciate that if you and I'd appreciate if you left a review on iTunes because it helps us out. And uh, as always, stay cool, America. Peace. Boo! Scared him. Halloween, baby. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.